Greetings from the Athletics Recreation Center. A few pre-pod announcements for you. Children are to be under the supervision of a parent or guardian at all times. Valparaiso University is a smoke-free campus. Please refrain from using tobacco products anywhere on university property. We thank you for your cooperation. And now your hosts from Las Vegas, Nevada, Parker Gatewood, and from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Paul Oren. Welcome to Union Street Hoops! Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops, a weekly podcast dedicated to Valparaiso basketball and finally, the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm your host, Paul Oren, alongside... Parker Gatewood, co-host. And Parker, happy holidays. Yes, you too, Paul. It's uh, it's Friday. Friday. we yes. got to get down on Friday. Right. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Uh, let me ask you this. Sure. Um, we're a couple days away from the new year now, and a couple days... Do you still say Happy New Year to people? What's your uh, um, when, when do you stop? No, no, certainly not. Uh, well, actually, actually, yes, yes, but not if it's the first time I've seen them. Yes, but I think a week after, I think then it's it's done. Like so, I think when it hits the eighth, we can stop. See, I disagree. Really? Okay, go I ahead. I still say Merry Christmas to people right I, now. You know, I saw you put you put like that on Facebook. No, I, think. I do. And because I found that interesting. Why? Because look, if you're if you're gonna come at me with Christmas in October, I'm gonna continue to say Merry Christmas to people like well beyond. Well, you said Happy Holidays to me. I did say Happy Holidays to you. I don't. Well, Merry quite, Christmas to you. you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy Holidays. I don't. I just. I feel like there's such a. It's such a buildup. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone. Yeah, it just is like it's like stripped away. And it's really sad. Even Christmas music, like twenty sixth. Well, that's what I'm saying. And it's like for those of us who maybe work in like a, a education where like I didn't really get to think about the holidays until the fifteenth or sixteenth mm-hmm. finals were coming about. And right. I was sick for a lot of it. I had an upper respiratory infection and bronchitis, and it's been really cold outside and all of that. So it was in a lot of travel. I. I just didn't get. I mean, Christmas was great. Don't get me wrong. And the sure, holidays yeah, yeah. were great, and seeing mm-hmm. my family was awesome. But I like to bask in it a little bit because if you think about it, January is a damn depressing month. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, there's not a ton that comes with it except for the new year, right? There's I mean, a new year. You get Epiphany. You get MLK Day, and you get three weeks of crap. There's just <laughs> nothing it's exciting. Fair. In January. Yeah, January is an interesting... The exciting thing is my girlfriend's birthday is in late January. My dad's birthday is in January. Well, good. Good. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, Okay. We'll get to Valpo basketball, but quickly, uh, we're talking about Christmas. What was your favorite Christmas gift? Oh, man. Uh, Look, this is going to sound really, you know, cliche or whatever, but honestly, like, the best part for me about Christmas was being home. Like, it it was just to see family and be around them, you know, the entire time was great. Um, I got some I got some cool stuff for, you know, that helped out with uh, videography and 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 freelance and camera stuff. So that was that was great. But but being home is just the best part. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, seeing my family <laughs> was great. My best gift I got was from my girlfriend. And okay, this is, this is this is outstanding. Great. What was it? Uh, a a framed canvas photograph of a koala bear. Oh my gosh! As you all know, she buys in. Longtime listeners of the podcast know that I have strongly advocated Valpo to change their nickname. I don't know if "strongly advocated" is the term. We did it once, so I guess maybe that's well, strong. We've kind of intermittently. I am here for the Valpo koala bears. Same. And 
we were walking through, uh, was it Home Goods, I think, uh, in like October or September or something. And they have these canvas prints, these giant canvas prints, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and it was, of, it was, it's just of like, it's black and white. It's of a koala bear on like the lower third of the, of the picture. And the top two thirds is just all, it's just like white. It's just background, oh my gosh. you know? And, and I looked at it and I said to her, how can you look at that koala bear every day and not be happy? It's a completely ridiculous thing, and I love it. I <laughs> no, love it's it. Am- that's amazing. So, like, it was my last gift, and she and it was crazy. So she got it, like, had it hidden in the back of the car. I hadn't seen it. We, like, traveled all over the place. Uh-huh. And so, so she gives it to me, and I'm like, oh, it's like a framed jersey or something like that. And uh, in, I open it up, and it was just, like, amazing. And, like, we opened pe- – presents by my mom and stepdad and i think they looked at me like i was kind of weird and i am <laughs> sure yeah but it was like my favorite gift i've ever gotten that's and and now you have a head start you know when the name changes to you, the koala bears yeah you yeah. already have i've some... been i've been og um <laughs> i'm trying to now name the koala bear because uh, i'm gonna have this oh, framed koala bear mm. and it's kind of like the wilson volleyball in in, in sure uh, castaway yeah. it's like uh, it's i live by myself so like it's my only thing to like talk to um, right. <laughs> so now I need to. So Elmer was a name that we came up with early on, but like I don't the, know. That's the glue, I, though. Yeah, it is a glue, know, and, and I mean the, the koala Fudd, bear. Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Like, okay, no, and nobody got time for that. Right. You know, I was actually going to tag you. Speaking of koala bears, you know, Post Malone. Yes. So he yes. posted a, a photo, and, and and the caption is. Took a picture with a koala bear today. It was a kangaroo. No, I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> did you yes. see the thread? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Hilarious. Great okay. Uh, basketball. Yeah, so everyone who's just listened to that four minutes of nonsense, Parker and I haven't seen each other in a while. And, it's been a minute. And, you know, so that was us saying hi to each other. Uh, we're not going to edit any of that out. We'll keep it all in there. No. Okay. Um, and really, we could just continue to talk to each other because it would be far more entertaining than talking about the Valpo basketball team, right? <laughs> That's probably fair. Man, okay, it's been tough. It's Here been we tough. go. Let's. Should we start with the big stuff? Uh, Joe Burton. Yeah. The university's not making a statement yet. No. I don't know if they're going to make a statement. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm be shocked if Joe Burton ever plays another basketball game for Valparaiso. Well, I mean, I'd be shocked. Yeah, we, I mean, we had a situation last year that you know thought something might happen and then it didn't happen. Yeah, these so. are unrelated, completely. No, unrelated. Uh, very unrelated. But I'm, but what I'm saying is, you have a reason. I mean, you have reason that you wouldn't be shocked if he didn't yeah, come back. Yeah. Like it, let, we've seen it before. Let us stress that there is, from what I understand, there's a huge difference between what happened. Huge with difference. Jabril's situation. Um, and Joe's situation. Yes. In that uh, that one of them, I think, was a mistake that was made. Um, this other one is just it's just not there academically. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know any much more about sure. it other than saying that I just don't think he's going to be back. Uh-huh. Uh, no official word. Let's stress that. There's no sure. official Yes. Word. This is just two guys sitting on in a, a room podcast. on a podcast. You're wearing a sweater. I have a North Face on. We're very average. Average people spitballing. <laughs> I don't think he plays another game for Valpo. Right. Not anything that I can report. Not anything that we know for certain. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked. That's uh, fair. I, 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 and, and, and if anything comes going forward, uh, I guess we'll deal with that. 
I've uh, here's the difficult part. Let's talk about Joe Burton for a second. Let's talk about the reporting of Joe Burton and how difficult this is. Because yeah. I've gotten a lot of grief from people on the uh, the Valpo message board, <laughs> uh, which is fine. I, I, look, I get it. People are frustrated. Right. Here's how this goes. That's what, that's what happens when you're losing. Here's, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's what happens. Uh, word comes down when they're in California, which I was going to go to California. I was going <laughs> to go on that trip. I would have been ahead of all of this. You, you had the jump. Word go, comes down that Joe has uh, got some you know, academic issues. A statement is sent out. Um, okay. I knew about this like a, like a day before time, that, that before the statement went out. Gotcha. Uh, the reason I knew is because Joe, uh, on his Snapchat page, uh, put, you know, w- went back to Houston. And this was on the day played on the 18th and the 20th. Yeah. This was on the 19th. He went back to Houston. He was sent home or he went home or whatever from, from the California trip. I didn't see it on his Snapchat page. I was told by three different people. But unless you see it yourself, and and, and again, what would the Snapchat page mean? You need to have the geography filters, mm. you know, uh, for the people who don't know what Snapchat is. You yes. know, if you go there and, you you know, right now if I snapped from in here, we could, you know, put the Valpo University geography or Valpo Indiana geography Filter yeah, on. anywhere you go, it, it has your city or town or just anywhere close to where you are. So I don't think I would have reported that Joe Burton was in Houston. No. I would have reported that Joe Burton, uh, is not a, a, a Snapchat page purported to be Joe Burton's, is <laughs> in Houston. And so the frustration there is that I didn't see it, and I tried to, you know, I basically sent a friend request to Joe on Snapchat <laughs> to... You know, to see if I could find this, right. you know, because that's what yeah. reporters do, and uh, and and that didn't get accepted or anything. Okay, fine. And so then the, the Valpo's playing on the twentieth, and I've got to cover a high school game at Hobart earlier in the night, and I I know that Joe is not going to play in the game. I know that he's not there. I want to report that he's not there, but I can't because no one's told me on the record. I don't have it cold. I know without with 100% certainty that he's not there, but I can't report it because I can't attribute it to anything other than I heard this or whatever. So I call my editor and I say, look, three different people told me that a Snapchat page says he's in Houston can I please report this or whatever? And as we're on the phone, Aaron Levitt sends us the statement out that says he's not no. going to be there. So I was like, cool. I fire it off, and I got to run back into the high school game. There was no cell service in there. It was terrible. Yep. Um, okay. Now, as we go forward, um, we're basically told Matt Loddick can't answer questions about Joe Burton. Can't do it. FERPA laws. Sure. Family Educational Privacy and Rights Act. Yeah. You cannot discuss the grades or academic situations or anything like that. And so, oh, okay, that's it's tough. It's like you take the second best player on the team and you pull him off the team, yeah. and you can't talk about why he's not there or you can't say anything at all. And so there's been rumor out there that that there's been uh, an appeal of some sort and whether right, or not that I heard went that today or all that so i it's really tough to report on this because nobody can say anything sure and you know it's not like valpo is not doing anything and the same thing with the jabril situation last year it's not like valpo was sitting on their hands 
Right. It's just they're not transparent when it comes to this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're a private institution. They don't have to be. And when you're dealing with the academic you know, issues of a student, there are laws, federal laws that are out there that prohibit you from going through that. So all I'm saying is, is that I don't know after today if we'll ever talk about Joe Burton on Union Street Hoops again. Sure. Other than during the, the season recap. Right. After Valpo, you know, makes their Sweet 16. Yeah, or a quick, we still don't know. We still don't know. <laughs> I would think right. it's got to be coming soon, but I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. And I think And any, that's a big blow. And I think anyone who's out there saying he's going to come back is, is they're like Packer fans. <laughs> they're like waiting to well, be you disappointed. Know those. I do know those. <laughs> they're waiting to be disappointed. Right. You know, so... Uh, Joe Burton ain't walking through those doors anytime soon. From what I understand, we'll see how it unfolds, all of that. I hope that we've towed that as judiciously as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to operate under the idea that, you know, until we hear otherwise that Joe Burton's not a member of the team. I think there's other things. People like to live in the world that they operate under the idea that Joe Burton is part of the team. Right. You know, the th point is he hasn't been there for the last four games. Mm -hmm. And they've been four losses, and they've been soul-crushing in many different ways. Yes, very much so. Uh, you know, we we talked about the we met we last episode was about the Riverside game. Yep. And uh, where well, they shot four for thirty-two from the three-point line in there. Yep, terrible. I think Parker. At some point in the next week, we need to go in the gym because I think I'd said on the podcast <laughs> that I could hit four out of 32. Right, right. And I've had some people, you know, messaging me saying, have you hit your four out of 32 Oh, yet? interesting. I can bring uh, the camera equipment along. Shout out to Amanda Johnson. I don't know that we need the camera well, equipment. I, th I think that'd be a fun video. I Man. think you just sparked an idea, honestly. Man. And now, well, now we verbalized it, so it's oh, practically in existence. Oh, okay. Well, uh, lights, good, saw it, we got it all. Good we'll thing I all. can have editing powers here. <laughs> um, all right, well... Let me. We'll have to warm up first oh, before yeah, the cameras sure. go on. You can't just come in the gym and go, cold. And cold. Shoot, yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, maybe. Maybe at some point. Maybe if you're next, like Alec Peters, but you know. Maybe at some point in the next week, I can, uh, you know, get some oil in the joints and try to knock down some. Oh, threes. it was very exciting. I do, now I don't think I can hit four out of thirty-two <laughs> if the cameras are going to be on. And, and again, well, let's know, let us be clear. Me saying that I'm going to try to hit more than four out of 32 is not me saying I'm a better shooter. No, no, than no, no. These guys did it with Division One uh, defense. Hands in the face. Hands in the face yep. and all of that. Mm. If I can hit rim on four out of 32, I'm pretty happy with myself. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Definitely. Uh, so the, the Riverside game, we know. It was yeah, bad. Yeah, we talked about that. It was so bad. Valpo goes and they open play at Indiana State. And there was, pr uh, there was promise for, like, like you know, like just to see you know first game MVC play, like I think it was exciting for a lot of people because I I think they were thought they were going to find out something really about this team and I I still I still don't know. You know, it was uh, it was an interesting game. You know, Valpo fell behind early. Uh, they were down big for the first half, much yep. of the first half, and then somehow miraculously turn it around and go into halftime with a lead. I could not – I just couldn't fathom how they were able to do that. Right. Uh, and they did it defensively by holding Jordan Barnes in check, Indiana State star. But then in the second half, Jordan Barnes started to 
pick up a little bit and really went on a big run and Indiana State pulled away and, and got the 73-64 lead, 73-64 uh, win. Let me, Parker, I want to ask you about a moment, uh, two moments in the game that really struck me as uh, maybe turning points or maybe not turning points. Bakari Evelyn, we know, is a guy who plays a lot of emotion and oh, a lot of passion. Definitely. There was a lot of chirping in this game, the Indiana State game. There was a lot of trash talking going on in this game. And there were two different instances. One time, Bakari Evelyn hits a three-pointer from the top of the key, and I think it tied the game or gave Alpha a lead or something. Yeah, big moment. And he turns back to the Indiana State bench, and he kind of puts three fingers up and kind of gives like a little like three-point shout-out, and he says something to the bench. Indiana State goes on a 10-0 run. <laughs> Bakari hits another three-pointer, does the same thing. Indiana State goes on an 8-2 run. Is there what what is it about uh, can can do you draw motivation when other people start talking? I mean what 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 is Yeah, I mean I think it's different, you know, I think everyone's different the way they interpret and give out trash talk because it really it's really part of the game, right? So I I mean it's it's a big time mental thing. Some players love using it to their advantage, other players take it in and use that then as fuel. So obviously, you know, two big runs that that you know helped Indiana State big time. It, we just found out that they use trash talk to motivate them. You know, I when I was playing a long time ago and at a very <laughs> low level, right? We didn't trash talk to the bench. You talk to the guys on the court. You know, and and look, I like trash talking. I uh, think it's fun. Sure, but I also cannot back it up. Well, it, it also raises the question. You know, maybe did someone say something while he was going up for the shot? Have, yeah, right. Yeah. Because that's that's what usually sparks someone to turn around. Like I think in the, in the Bradley game, um, who was it? I think I think Marcus took a three and he turned around and yeah. said something. So I, my first thought was, well, I wonder if someone said something to him. Yeah. Or no, not, not someone from the bench. It was someone in the crowd. Okay. And, and that's well, I will tell you this. Bradley, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, on, right. Bradley had the savagest heckler <laughs> I've ever had. Okay. I actually, right. while we're talking about trash talk for a second, I want to I share with you uh, something that you're loosely connected to because you're a Kobe fan. Oh, good. I saw this video yesterday of Draymond Green. This is from last season, I think. Paul Pierce was playing with the Clippers last year, right? Oh, I remember and, this. Uh, and yeah. Pierce was yelling at the beginning of the game about how he was saying, uh, you know, BG, he can't guard you. He's talking to Blake Griffin saying Draymond can't guard you or whatever. And uh, and Draymond starts yelling back at Pierce and saying um, something about a farewell tour. Yeah. Like, they don't love you like that. What do you think? You're Kobe. Right. And apparently uh, Pierce didn't say a word for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, that story. Look, trash talk is great. But if you hit a three and the other team goes on a 10-0 run, yeah. you've lost your trash-talking privileges, Yeah, right? you got to know who you're trash-talking to, and you also have to be aware if you're doing it you know, well enough. That, nah, nah, that's not to say Bakari wasn't trash-talking well enough, or even if he was. I, we don't know what he said. And look, I, I'm sure like, the Indiana State players, and I was there, the Indiana State players were talking a lot in the first oh, sure. half, too, and Valpo erased their deficit. Right. So it's just, you know, it just, it's part of the game. And it just—it's just like you know scoring. Like 
it goes in waves. Yeah. There's runs that are you know good or bad. It just this team does this Valpo team does talk more than oh, any yeah. Valpo team I've seen in years. Well, you know they're all you know they're all athletes. They're all exciting, right? They have a lot of energy. They're, they and they care about one another. They're very yes, close, very close passionate. But they, I mean. If you saw in the Ball State game, Malik McMillan scrapping it up with Taylor Persons, you've seen, I mean, countless times Micah Bradford, when he hits a three-pointer, he keeps his hand up about five seconds longer than he should be keeping his <laughs> right. hand up. Um, you know, I, it's, uh, there is, you know, Smits is, you know, constantly yelling at the refs. <laughs> um, it, this <laughs> yeah, team talks. Yeah, a lot, actually. This team talks more than any other team. And, 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 and I don't know if you're a fan. Does that bother you? Do you like that? Right, that's a good question if, to ask. If you're winning, I guess maybe it's like, wow, these guys are great. If you're losing, it's maybe shut up. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know the answer to that. Well, I th- okay, let's let's be honest. I think people that are listening to this podcast, you know, a lot of them are Valpo basketball fans. They're, they, they're probably not huge on it, you know, just – you know, respect for the game and all that. But, I mean, it's part of the game, you know? It is. It is part of the game. It is something very, very interesting. Uh, Valpo plays home opener, New Year's Eve, Missouri State. Down Stuff game. 27 at one point, I think, in the game. They lost yeah. by 17. Um, Alizé Johnson, yeah, had a com- double-double, right? Yeah, he had a double-double. But I will say if there was a bright spot, maybe, it was Malik McMillan played 30 minutes in his first career start. And... Johnson, maybe if the game's closer, Johnson takes over a bit more. Yeah. But Johnson, I think, was 3 of 8 from the field. I don't know that he did right. a terrible amount. Um, Jared Rhodes knocked down five, four or five three-pointers. They're a deep team. They're, yeah, they're very good. They're, I mean, they're one of, the, you know, one of the teams picked to finish. They're the, they're the preseason high. favorite. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was a tough, tough game for Valpo. Uh, I, I just, again... You have to look at Valpo. And, and look, we'll, let's touch on the Bradley game really quick, and then we'll kind of go back through something here. And then Bradley, uh, another one. They spot Bradley an 11-0 lead to start the game. Yeah. That's that, tough. It for, was kind of a sloppy game, Yeah, I thought, all around. You know, just from start to finish, it wasn't – it didn't feel like there was a consistent flow. There were 67 free throws taken in right. the game. Yeah. So there was no flow. There was no flow. No. I mean, no yeah, a lot of foul calls. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy, and and so Valpo, uh, they're down, they erase it, they're tied at the half, um, and then the second half, it's just Bradley just has the experience, mm-hmm. and Valpo doesn't. Yeah, it just kind of got away from them, and they never you know climbed back to usurp the lead. But which... I do think that there was good. In the game, I thought offensively they moved the ball better than they had before. I thought Micah Bradford, despite being two of eleven from the field, yeah. I thought he played very well at yeah. times. And he, when they put him in and put him in at point, I thought he did a really good job helping to turn. He got a he got a three, he got a Tavon got a three, Bradford right. got an assist, helped kind of stop the bleeding and, and all of that. Uh, Martin Linson again, I think, is is earning his time. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's raw. Yeah, you know, he's very raw. raw. He's fun to watch. Uh, Hard worker. You know, a guy that uh, a guy that's really struggled, man. Jay Soroya has yes. really, really, really struggled. Yes. He had one, what I would say, good to exceptional game this year when he had, was at sixteen and eight against Utah State, I think, yep. and. Uh, 
and Valpo's lost seven of eight since that game, and he has been underwhelming in almost. Yeah, Jay every has game. not looked very solid, and and I think based on the first portion, you know, maybe even two thirds of the start of last year, you know, we would have thought that would have been much different. But then obviously we've talked about it before how he ended last year kind of on on a low note, and and it's kind of carried over into this year. On what planet does Max Joseph average nearly a full rebound more a game than Jay Soroya? Yeah. That, no, that's a question. Probably, you know, the same planet where Max has to score 16 in a game or whatever it was. You Max know, Joseph has 55 defensive rebounds. Jay Soroya has 24 defensive rebounds. Yep. Soroya's your guy, right, that you put in there. He's seven feet tall. When the ball goes off the rim, you go and grab it. Yep. I don't. I don't know. I don't have the answer. No, he's I, shooting fifty percent. No from answer, the field. Sway. None. He's shooting fifty percent from the field. He's shooting seventy-five percent from the free throw line. He's got ten blocks. It's just not grabbing the ball. Yeah, I just think. I mean, you look at so three and a half boards, four point seven points. I just think. That we we probably both thought that those numbers were just going to be higher. I thought they'd be doubled, honestly. I, yeah, I yeah, no, that's doubled. fair. Close to, you know, 10 and 10, 7, 10, 10 and 8. 7 is yeah. what I thought was a baseline I agree. for that. I agree. Um, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. It, Valpo, Tavon Walker was nearly, if not the best player on the floor at the Bradley game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was a beast down the He's stretch. very good. Uh, very good. I will give credit to Daryl Brown, also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bradley's got some players on that team. Um, but and a couple of guys with double-doubles in that game. The, the Bradley's got a good team. Brian Wardle's done a good job Yes, there. definitely. They were very solid. Max Joseph played well in that game, as he's been prone to do. And Marcus Golder, it was good to see him kind of step up there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's and well, he's going to be big coming up now because obviously Joe was a second-leading scorer. Right, and I was I was actually talking with someone at uh, at the CrossFit gym that I work with about about you know who kind of fills that void because Bakari is the third leading scorer, right? But we've talked about it before. Bakari is a very good playmaker, and he's comfortable as a playmaker. So asking him to take on more, even more of a scoring load than he already has, you know, that would be that would be tough. So then, who's next, right? And it's Marcus Golder. Yeah. I want to look at something you just said. Bakari's a playmaker. I know he's been sick. Right. He has two assists in three conference games. Yeah. I mean, Valpo, look look at these numbers in the conference games here. Valpo has got 22 assists to 49 turnovers. That's not good. That's not even bad. That's awful. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. They have four blocks. Okay, you've got two seven-footers on the team. And, um, well, the two seven-footers have combined for one block. Yep. Uh, they do have 21 steals. They're doing a good job. Ten of those have come from Tavon Walker and Max Joseph. How, how many turnovers did you say they had in the, in the three? 49. Um, wow. Tavon Walker has, I mean, that's a number. Tavon Walker has three assists, six turnovers. Bakari, four assists, five turnovers. Bakari, Evelyn, two assists, eight turnovers. 
Derek wait, wait, wait. Who'd you say the second? Max Joseph. Oh, sorry. You Did said Bakari okay. twice. I'm let's like, back up. wait let's a back minute. Up. Hold on. Okay. Sorry, I read the name wrong. Tavon, three assists, six turnovers. Max, four assists, five turnovers. He's got the mo- or, uh Excuse me. Micah Bradford has got five assists and three turnovers. Micah's doing you know work there. Right. Bakari, two assists, eight turnovers. <laughs> Derek Smith's one assist, five turnovers. Malik McMillan, one assist, five turnovers. Martin Linson, two assists, five turnovers. Um, they're just not moving the ball. No. And when they do move it, they're turning it over. Yeah, and they're young still. That's, you know? that's it, right? It's Here's the thing. It's a process, right? Yes. And we've talked about this, and Matt Loddick, I talked to him earlier today. We had media availability. Uh, that you know, I, I, The question I ask him, is Southern Illinois a must-win game? And he stopped short of calling it a must-win. He said, we're in a process right now, and we are getting better every day. And he, I, he said, I desperately want to win for these guys. He said, I get paid to win games. I desperately want these guys to get a win. But he also said that they're not going to shortcut any part of this process. Right. I don't know if necessarily any game the rest of the way is technically must win because, you know, we've had a small sample size of of what we're going to get to this point. And you know, look, you can you can dislike it all you want how Valpo's been playing, but the fact is this team's very different than the past few years. And the you know, the teams that we've seen, those were experienced teams, those were teams that started winning and continued to win, but they they all knew each other. This yeah. is a new team. This is a young team and I just I feel like Fans shouldn't be as surprised as they are. You know what we were surprised about was eight and zero. That's yes, what I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we yes. were surprised by, and I think a lot of people came out of those first eight games of the year. And again, you got to take those two non D one games and throw them out, right? And you came out of those those first six D one games of the year thinking, wow, it's you know, yeah. And people we, read deep we don't, into that. Yeah, we don't we rebuild, we reload, and. And we're a better team now than we were without Alec Peters. <laughs> yeah. What? That was the yeah. No, that was awful. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Zero chance. Like, yeah. Look, okay, <laughs> fine. They started. You could have took Alec off of last year's team and put Jabri- and kept Jabril, and that team I think is still better. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, look, it's tough because then you spend those six D one games playing a certain way. And you've got Joe on the team, and you've got, you know, then Tavon is healthy. Now all of a sudden Tavon gets sick. He's out. Right. Joe's gone. You know, if you think about it, that Utah State game, and it's sad, but that Utah State game is starting to look like maybe the the pinnacle of of the season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because if you think about it, that game, you you had everybody all hands on deck for that game. And now you've got, now you're, you're, Heartbeat. John Kaiser is out with an ankle injury. Yeah, right. And he's off That's crutches, huge. but still in a walking boot. But that guy, you know, brings a lot to the table. And uh, it's look, it's a process. And it, and 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 people around Valpo are cringing at that because mm. Valpo hasn't had to go through a process since Alec Peters' freshman year. Right. And at that point, they you know they still had, you know. They had uh, a guy like uh, Levante Doherty on the team and Jordan Coleman. Um, but what they also had on that team was Musa Gay, yep. uh, who they brought the big guy. They brought him in. And 
this Valpo team doesn't have that fifth year experience no. guy that they've brought in. They are building this thing from the from the feet up, so yep. to speak. And and something to point out that um you know, this is why I'd say to fans that you know you shouldn't be there's the people have said you know state of panic or is you know this is you know very this is not good reading a lot into it but i mean this is why like you know i thought they'd finish sixth then you thought they'd finish around fifth you know i, I voted just, them third i know but, but i was trying to help you yeah okay? no no it's okay all right paul just trying to help did, you look i voted him third and that was a lot more to do with i just didn't know what anybody else in this yeah, league sure. had and right. I don't think I realize the depth of talent that is in this league. Yeah, it's a very good league. You know, yeah. it was more than just Wichita State. Like it's it has According a lot to of the good media, basketball. Everybody well, this league was going to fold up and disband. Yeah, after right. Wichita State left. Right. But so I mean, you know, look, it's a new conference. It's a young team. It's a team that hasn't really played together as much as teams in years past. Uh, this I'd say that this is almost kind of par for the course, right? Look, and also, I want to, yeah, I agree with you. I also want to point out that while I said Valpo is going to finish third and they're 0 3, and people are going to be like, oh, you're, you're terrible. Right. A lot of people picked Northern Iowa to win or finish second, <laughs> and they're 0 3. Right. So exactly. I had them picked fifth. And there's a fifth. lot of basketball left. Yeah, I had them picked fifth, so joke's on you guys. But <laughs> right. I, you know. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. Sure. Uh, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed my two visits to Missouri Valley places so far. Um, Went into uh, – this is funny. I got a funny story here. Oh, good. That, uh, uh, so Indiana State was, was fine. I, I, you know, we got in, went to the arena, mm. game ended, left, very cold. Uh, but, <laughs> sure. But good time and good food in the media room, which is solid. Fantastic. And uh, so now Bradley. Bradley was, uh, was interesting. I, uh, I ended up taking a bus with some Valpo fans. My car has got a, uh, a cracked wheel. Oh, yeah. That's so, right. Did you ever uh, figure that out, by the way? Yeah, they got some people calling junkyards for cool. me. I got a guy. Um, hopefully. If anyone out there knows how to get a wheel for a 2006 Chevy Impala, hook me up. Yeah. Let me know. Um, it's uh, you know on Twitter. Yeah, N-W-I-O-R-N. <laughs> and, uh, and if anyone you know wants to say hi to Parker, it's at Parker B. Gatewood on Twitter. That's correct. So, okay, uh, we go to Bradley. I take this bus with, uh, with some Valpo fans, which is great, awesome. You know? And I kind of sat in the back with my buddy Kenny, who was, uh, who was going back. Um, his parents were going to meet him at the game. He was hanging out for New Year's here. And so we get into the town, and we get in the parking lot. The bus drops us off. They're going to some fan event somewhere. They drop us off at the arena. And so we're uh, we're kind of waiting in the parking lot, and I'm thinking, you know, let's go get out of the cold. Let's go do something. His parents were going to come and hang out with us. We w- went and grabbed some food at a place called Avanti's. Amazing bread, amazing pasta. It was really good. As we, we get in the parking lot, uh, right across the street from the uh, the Bradley Convention Center or Carver Arena where they play was uh, what looked to be a restaurant, sports bar, or something called Al's. I just saw a sign that said Al's. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, and uh, and I said uh, said hey, it's it's a little chilly. We should go over there, um, you know, get out because I don't think the arena was open yet. It turned out it was, but um, it's funny because had I gone myself on by myself, I would have walked over to this place because it looked like oh, maybe I can grab some food there or something like that. My buddy Kenny goes, no, no, you don't want to go over there. <laughs> it was called Big Al's. And it was a uh, a gentleman's club. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, you would. <laughs> I I would have. I like. Oh. it does. There's no signage on the the place. It just says Big Al. Big Al in a marquee. Looks like a spot to go to grab a, a burger or something like that. And apparently, grab some more. But <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that was, okay. was too easy. Yeah, but no. I'm glad that my buddy was there because we went to this Italian spot. It was really good and. <laughs> And uh, so then I mentioned Big it Al's. to a couple of the reporters that were there. I was like, yeah, we would have almost gone to Big Al's. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then, uh, right. yeah. So, um, so but, but you, it's a good thing you did. I didn't. Yes. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, also, not, uh, not the only intriguing story you had from the Bradley game, I understand. The heckler? Is that what you want to go yes. with? Yeah, yeah. Man, this guy. Savage, because I could only follow. You know, you can only feel so much through wor- you know typed words. This guy, and and again, I'm all about heckling, right? Right. It's funny. I I did. I was like super fan in high school. We heckled oh, all I the imagine. time. We uh, we played when I was in high school. We played one team uh, with that had a star point guard who was not the most academically sounded. So we chanted NAIA the entire time oh, he had the ball. Oh, Every no. time he had the ball, was NAIA. Uh, it was we didn't even know what NAIA was. We just knew it wasn't Division One. Right. Uh, I'll also say that uh, there was a game when we were playing the DSHA Divine Savior Holy Angels uh, uh-huh. uh, team um, in uh, the playoffs, girls basketball. They are the Dashers. <laughs> and it was uh, so we went and bought a bunch of plastic reindeer. I was gonna and ask. just were like throwing plastic <laughs> reindeer on the in the stands. I was That's a awesome. savage guy, but so I also think I also think that heckling is a art form. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, you know what I, I was gonna mention. You know what I love? I love the hecklers that are kind of anti-heckling, but that's how they do it, right? I had a friend in high school, and he that was his thing. So, as, you know, if a bad call was made, he would say something like, like, that I believe is the incorrect call, but I know that you're under immense pressure, and your judgment is trusted here. Like, the, you know, things like that. I always thought those were kind I of I beg funny. to differ with the officiating of this call, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yes, right. It's like Homer Drew used to heckle from the from the seat. <laughs> Homer right. Drew used to say, you're a better official than that. <laughs> it, it is real. It's really sad because you're a much better official than what you're doing today. Anyone can have a bad day. Right. So this guy, man, he had... He was he was a Bradley guy. He was sitting right next to their band, right by the Valpo bench, and he is just obliterating Valpo. Tavon Walker, you declared for the NBA draft with twelve and a half points per game. Why would you leave your teammates like that? I mean, it was harsh. Um, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, and like, obviously he did research. He did, well, he had his phone. That was the part that really bothered me. Was he had his phone in his hand, oh. and it was like every time he'd like look up something on his phone and then spout it off like he came up with it. Look, if you're gonna be a heckler, man, you need to do some research before the <laughs> before game. Before the game, absolutely. You need to make some. You know, you need to have that stuff you in gotta your dig. mind. You got to be ready to go, but. Uh, he was bru- I was my hair was standing on my arm. Was that was the NBA draft that there's got to be something more that like made you kind of uh he was attacking Malik. Um you know it's but every like the problem with 
what he was saying was a lot of it was true. Oh. You know, like like Micah, you just missed your eighth shot. Why do you keep <laughs> taking shots? Oh wow. Like I mean it was like it was pretty bad. No, you know? yeah, like, sure. I, I can't remember a lot of them now, but like I mean, it was just the veracity in which he he was just screaming at the players, you know? Yeah. And again, like hecklers are gonna do that. He at no point said anything positive about his team. That's <laughs> see, that's where like like I'm a Packer fan. I cheer for my team. Right. I'm not a Bears fan that cheers against other teams. Sure. Uh-huh. Maybe the fact that I just said that made me you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like no, I see that like like White Sox fans, and I'm not one, but like and I'm not a Cubs fan either. Right. But like it's it, Cubs fans, I think cheer for their team. White Sox fans cheer against, against the, the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah. And so this was a guy that didn't cheer for Bradley. He cheered against. Maybe it's an Illinois thing. Uh, yeah. It maybe could we be. do that in Wisconsin too. I just don't do. Look, it. I, that's the Midwest not, is a weird area. I'm not that kind of fan. I'm uh-huh. sure people are. Sure. I, you know what? Like, I'm not cheering against the Vikings in the playoffs. Yeah. I hope you do great. I don't think there's someone at the Ark that, you know, in previous years just cheered against Oakland. If somebody at the Ark would be cheering the way that that guy was cheering, they'd be removed from the Ark. They probably would. They would be. Yeah. Yes. We. I mean, we've seen people get removed for nothing before. Yeah. <laughs> like, They're, the, the Valpo fight song would, or not the fight song, but, but, the Hay song would always delve into we're going to beat the hell out of you. Let's go Valpo. Let's go Valpo. Uh-huh. And former president Alan Hari finally came out and said, you're not going to say that anymore. <laughs> and it's like, what do you mean we're not going to say right, that? This right, when I was in right. a student segment. What do you mean we're not going to say that? We are going to beat the hell out of right. you. We did beat the hell out of you. <laughs> but no, it, uh, it, but the, you I, know, I win always, with class. They would yeah. say, I always kind of get that weird feel when, um, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. I no. I didn't no, swear. No. No. It's, no it's, I couldn't hear. Anyway, um, I always get that same type of feeling when when they're like free throws, and then they they go to the opposing you know section of fans. Where there's like twelve of them, and yeah. and they're like, "Suck it." I'm. I. I don't know. That is weird to me. Yeah. I look. You paid your money to get in the game. I think you say whatever the hell you want. I mean, to say, sure, you know? yeah, no, absolutely. I, the one thing I've never understood about heckling or fan cheering or anything like that is when you upset a team and you chant "overrated." You're mitigating yeah. your accomplishment right. when you do that. Yeah, you know? it's definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was, I think, the guy also was saying, you know, um, like uh, you know, the guy kept listing off Valpo. You won five Horizon League titles, and now you're zero and three in the Valley. You're terrible, <laughs> and it's like, well, if Valpo's terrible, then your win over Valpo doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's not very good, you know. So I like to go third and fourth level in my trash talking, <laughs> and uh, and so I I think when I was younger, I would trash talk in a lot of ways that wouldn't leave people confused because they weren't smart <laughs> enough to understand what I was saying. <laughs> okay. And that's fine. Yeah. You know? Right. Like I, you know, there, there, there are times when I would trash talk, when I would bring up things that, you know, okay, well your school is this. And so, um, you know, like Oral Roberts was in, was in Tulsa and the TV guide offices were in Tulsa. <laughs> Nobody reads the TV guide anymore. Yeah. So I would just scream out like I canceled my subscription to TV Guide, <laughs> oh, and like, gosh. 
That was good trash talk, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, but, like, right. if those players don't know what TV guy is. You know, is, every like, time we talk about about these kinds of things, somehow you always mention Oral Roberts. I feel like they're your least favorite team. Oh, they team. were the hated rival. Yeah, I feel like they're yeah. your least favorite team you've ever, yeah. you know, So ever... it's funny because, like, when we talk about the Midcon days, I can take myself away from being a reporter, objective reporter, and right. be subject. We hated Oral Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Hated. They got some crazy code there. You can't have a tattoo. If you sleep with somebody, you got to get a, like, two-game suspension. Uh, it's terrible there. They got praying hands that sometimes double as a place to go pray um it uh it's a very strange school and i think they might end up on the schedule in the future oh they were the hated hated rivals just a just a little tip a little and it's odd because there's no geographic and this is something and, and good i'm glad you brought this up because i'm working on a piece that's going to go up on nwi.com later on today or tomorrow about who should valpo's rival be in the missouri valley conference let me ask yes. you what makes a rival because Oral Roberts was Valpo's rival in the uh-huh. Midcon. Western Illinois was the rival at the beginning because they both kind of been in the league for a long time. But right. then there was nothing. We beat them, you know, when I was in school all the time. Um, but then when Valpo got in the Horizon League, did I mean, Butler kind of, but not really. Mm. Hard to be a rival when you can't beat them. Valpo <laughs> couldn't beat them, and now Butler can't beat Valpo. Right. It's been eight years since butler's beat valpo don't roll your eyes at <laughs> no me. no no you, it's been eight years. i know i know and you, they can't even beat him in football either yeah so <laughs> you all you do you bring, do that, bring up. that up you bring, I that, do up. bring that up but it's a good shtick on twitter it's, i think, no, it's I think very, the yeah. fans like it i agree yeah. i agree well it's true but what makes a rival like that, oakland was a rival i yeah i was looking at your because you put a poll out I did, I did. about that and i was i didn't vote because i was i was trying to think you know what actually you know, makes a rival. I think obviously it helps if you're in the same, you know, one of yours is location, right? Yeah. So I think that helps, but I don't think necessarily that's where it starts because, you know, I mean, you could look at. Valpo and UIC were next to each other. Yeah. And that wasn't right. a rivalry. Exactly. Or you go professional, Lakers, Celtics. They're nowhere near each other. They're on yeah, two opposite true. ends yeah. of the. You know, Are the US. Lakers and Clippers a rivalry? Uh, now, like the Clippers yeah, probably want to be rivals. Yeah, with the no, Lakers. yeah, but that's just because you know the Clippers are awful. So, in all, not just I mean they've won in years past, but they're just a terrible organization. But that doesn't matter. We're not talking about them. We are. Um, <laughs> so that's how much of a not rival that the Clippers yeah, are. We won't even talk about. Yeah, them. exactly. So it's th- like the Brewers want to <laughs> be rivals with the Cubs, but the Cubs are like, no, we got the Cardinals. We don't need. Yeah, you. exactly. So, but I think I think you you know. A rivalry builds up. It doesn't just come out of anywhere, right? Like, we saw, I think, when Valpo was in the Horizon League, these, you know, these last few, at least since I've been here, it's my sixth year here, there, there were a couple of rivalry, re, excuse me, rivalries. That's a hard word. No, yeah. I, can't, I can't do it. I just say rivals. Right. Who's your rival? They had a couple of rivalries that were starting, I feel, but then it just didn't gain steam. Like, like Detroit it, was a good rivalry. For a, for a then, minute. Detroit, Detroited, and, right? You know, they, and then right after that, Green Bay, and then after that, Oakland. Like yeah. it's just so it's like and, and Wright State was in that mix too for, for a yeah bit. for a second because they always played them tough. And Cleveland State had some tough games until all their players left them. <laughs> so right, so I think what I think is and what, Milwaukee always great games against Milwaukee. Yes. Now that being said, I don't know that necessarily. I think a couple of things need to happen. I think you need to have 
great games, but not only great games, you need to have heated games, and you not only need to have those games just, you know, during the regular season, you need to have battles in the postseason, yeah. and you also, you know, you need to, it needs to be worth, like, every time that you come to that game, it has to be, like, it has to be mean something. So I had 321 people voted in this rival. Yeah, remind me of the other options. So I had uh, other, we got 2% of the vote, you know, and I don't know what that other would have been. Right. uh, Geographic location got 11% of the vote. Competitiveness got 40% of the vote. It's fair. And hatred got 47% of the vote. But see, that's why I feel like I almost would have voted other because that's like two of them. Yeah. So I don't, like... To me, I, I was trying to figure out, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm actually utilizing some metrics. I'm utilizing some math right now to try to figure out how to rank a potential rival for Valpo. Yeah. And I have looked at geographic location. I've looked at um, competitiveness. I have, uh, I've looked at total amount of games. You know, so Indiana State, Evansville are up there. Uh-huh. But I've looked at competitiveness. I've tried to look at um, not has Valpo been really good against somebody, but the game's been close? Have they been close? So, like, Southern Illinois is coming in here on Saturday to play Valpo. Valpo's played them four times, and they're 2-2. Two and two. That's a very competitive. Yeah. Valpo's played Northern Iowa 24 times. And Valpo has the same amount of wins against Northern Iowa that they do against Southern oh, Illinois. Oh, boy. They're 2-22. and 22. It's the least competitive Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so, looking at what makes a rivalry... Uh, you know, competitiveness is, I think, a very important thing. Right. I I think it's interesting that hatred got so much of your pull. Now, and here's why. Well, here's why before you say. I think that's interesting because hatred has to stem from something. Yeah. And it, I, I think, uh, you know, look, 321 people voted. That doesn't mean 321 Valpo fans voted. No, yeah, yeah, This yeah. could have been, Anybody, you know, sure. a Valpo high person hates Chesterton and they voted or whatever. <laughs> right. And they do hate each other there. But I don't. I think you're right. It's got to stem from something. Yeah, it's got to come from something. So it's not just you know based on that. It you know your hatred might have come from the location, or it may have come from the time you had a devastating loss, or a game where there was a brawl. You know, all those kinds of things play into it. But I don't think that's like you know a base. I guess this piece will be up on NWI.com once I write it. It's interesting. uh, I think all metrics right now are pointing to Indiana State as a potential to be a bigger rival yeah. for Valpo than Loyola. That makes sense. And and there was some heat in that game. And after the game, Tavon Walker said they were scared. They knew we could beat them. And if we're in that position again, it ain't gonna ha- we ain't going to lose. And so you got the sense that there was – I mean, he was throwing a little fire there at the end. Yeah, of, you know, he's, when, pre, you know, he's pretty reserved. He is. So <laughs> it doesn't uh, – so I'm looking forward to that to that Indiana That could be State good. Game. Well, they've played each other, you know, in years past, recently too. So yeah, yeah, in the last couple of years, and they had signed uh, a couple of years ago. They had signed a four year deal to play home and home. <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be a little to, more than four years now. Yeah, they had to, to move <laughs> away from that. So um, Southern Illinois coming in here on Saturday. It's as much of a must win, I think, even if the coaching staff doesn't say so. I will say this, Matt Loddick's point, and, and we'll end the podcast with this today. Yes. Well, but yeah, I'm sorry before you say that because a must win, you say it's a must win, and I'm just curious, a must win in terms of what? Like why do they have to win it for what reason? I I just think this team needs to 
to see a payoff for what they're going okay. through right now. All right. You know, I don't think it's a must win like, oh, they need to win this if they want to win the championship. I don't think we're even yeah. talking about that. Right. See, you know, that's... I, I think it's a these guys need to realize they haven't forgotten how to win. So almost like a confidence. A confidence boost. thing. That's okay. why I think it's a yeah, must sure. win in that, that sense. And that makes sense. But people, t- you know, because there are people that are like, this is a must win and panic mode is setting in because – you know, we might not be in the top half of the league. Well, like, yeah, it might not. They might not be in the top half. You know, of the it league. really doesn't matter. That's no. the one thing that, sadly, with the way that Arch Madness is, or the way that, and maybe I'll find it different once we go there in right. March. But uh, no one's. You're not playing for anything. You're no. not playing to to host a game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I guess I think it's a play. I think seven plays ten and eight plays nine, and you'd like to avoid those games if right. you can. Uh, so you really. I guess if you're going to be in the bottom part of the league, you want to be to, to number six or number yeah. five. It might kind of matter if you're in the top half because obviously, you know, all all tournaments lead to the NCAA tournament. But look, if you're if you're middle of the road, maybe kind of you know going towards lower. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I so I'll say this, Matt Lodick, uh, You know, he he said, look. He understands there's a lot of doomsday talk out there, <laughs> right? And there is, and there is. But he said, not in our locker room, not with our team, not with our coaching staff. That's not the way we look at this. It's a process. We're going to continue to get better day in and day out. And uh, you got to trust the process. you got to trust the process and get some Shirley Temples with Joel Embiid. Uh, I almost made you spit out your Starbucks <laughs> That's there. That's good. Uh, yeah, it, uh, you got to trust the process. And, look, two years from now, if we're lucky enough to be sitting here doing this, and we're talking about how Malik McMillan and Micah Bradford and Derek Smiths have been through the battles and Parker Hazen, and they're one of the most experienced teams in the country. There we go. The process has paid off. If we're not talking about that and we're talking about something else, maybe this is a tough year. Yeah. Maybe the 08-09 the year, Valpo went 9-22. and The next year they went 15-17 and with Ryan Brokoff as a freshman. Remember that. And – a couple of years later, they're back in the NCAA tournament. Yep. They trusted the process, you know, uh, and they and they didn't cheat it. And they didn't cheat the process. You cannot short. You know, I've said this, and you, you cannot shortcut the process. You you have got. I, I played a lot of I played a lot of basketball when I was growing up. Maybe <laughs> not in high school, maybe not. But I played a lot of games. I don't want to sound hard here, but I played a lot of games in the streets in Milwaukee, <laughs> and I learned. You got to lose some games before you can learn how to win some games. There are some people out there who are just flat out more talented than other people, and they just go out there and win. I think you got to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win. It translates to everything. Parker, thank you very much. We'll be Thanks, back Paul. next week as Valpo continues. They got a couple home games here in the conference. We'll see if Valpo can right the ship. Nine and seven, five and one at home, two and six on the road. Valpo going to play Southern Illinois on Saturday. Thanks a lot, Parker. Thanks, Paul.